Stafford's got it, wants to throw, does right side, caught. Marvin Jones spins out of a tackle to the 10, to the 5, to the 3, to the 2, to the 1, to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, Marvin doing work after the catch, and the Lions are on the board. What's up, Lions fans, and welcome to the Blue Blood Podcast. This is your host, Jonathan, alongside here with your host, Colton. Hey, guys, how's it going? And today we are bringing up episode six now, um, titled 2020 NFL Predictions. So we're actually going to be talking about some Lions, but we are going to be talking about just the NFL in general and awards that are going to be given out, of course, at the end of the year, who we think are going to win those, most improved team, stuff like that. So a whole bunch of everything, to be honest. But um, hopefully that you guys, hoping that you guys like this, and we're going to go ahead and just talk about the NFL in general and see how it goes. But Colton, what topic do you want to start to? Uh, what topic do you want to start on today? Um, let's see. Let's go with. Let's go with our playoff teams. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You start. Let's see who you got for the top seven in the AFC. AFC. So let's see. I got. You don't even have to. You don't even have to like give them one through seven. Just name me seven. Okay. So division division winners, I got the Bills, the Ravens, the Titans, and the Chiefs. Um, yep. so is, were those the same four that won won last year? Um, so. right. No, the Titans were a wild card. It was the Texans. Oh, you're who won. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I no, the Patriots that. still won last year. Oh yeah, the Bills you're right. didn't win. You're right. Yeah, and then. Let's see. For then, for the three AFC wildcard teams, I got the Steelers, the Patriots, and the Texans. Not in that order, but uh, those are those are my seven AFC teams. Okay. What about what are All you, right. who, who are your seven AF, AFC playoff teams? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, same with you. The division winners: Chiefs, Ravens, Bills, Titans. Um, possibly in that order, actually. But uh, my three wild cards, I'm going to go with the Steelers, the Broncos, and the Patriots. Steelers, Broncos, Patriots. In that yep. order or just in general? Mm, I could see that order. I could also see Steelers, Patriots, Broncos. That's probably more likely. But, yeah. So mm. I guess our main difference is you having the Texans in over the Broncos and me having the Broncos in over the Texans. Yeah. I think... Well, I think um, Deshaun Watson is going to struggle without D-Hop. Yes, yep. he has Brandon Cook, but still, he's going to struggle without an actual number one wide receiver because I don't think Brandon Cooks is a number one wide receiver. So yeah, I guess why do you? Why would you? Why are you saying the Texans? Um, I think I totally get that DeAndre Hopkins left and that that left a huge hole, but I think they actually filled it pretty well with. Um, Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. So, I think that'll be a solid. Th- I think that's actually a pretty solid wide receiver core going into the season. Of course, we'll see how that goes, and if Will Fuller's out for like half the season or something, then obviously that'll impact them. But I think, I think they'll make it as that seventh playoff team. I think they'll be decent. I just think that him losing a receiver of that caliber is going to have him struggle. Nothing against Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's easily top five quarterback. But um, it'll be interesting, especially with him not having 
that great at running backs right now as yeah. well. So, all right, then I guess we'll start off with my seven for the NFC. So I got the Vikings winning the North, and then I got the Seahawks winning this year. Then I have the Eagles, definitely. And last but not least, the Saints, because the Saints are dominant. They just apparently can't win the playoffs. Um, And my wild card teams, I'm going Niners, definitely. I think the 49ers are still making the playoffs. And then the Bucks, I could see the Bucks being the seventh seed. To be honest with you, I could see them having trouble at the beginning between Brady and Gronk and the rest of the guys because the rest of the guys are so young. And then the seventh, um, I'm gonna go with the Lions. Actually, I'm gonna recant my statement from last time, seeing them not make the playoffs <laughs> due to them being united off of everything that's happening right now, I do think that they're going to make the playoffs as the seventh team, and they're going to win at least nine games. I think they'll win. I think they'll go 10-6. and six. I know we were talking yesterday about me thinking 11-5, but I think they'll go at the minimum 10-6. and six. I think 10 wins, and they're going to make the playoffs with that. So, nice. yeah, that's who I got. Who do you got? So, mine's pretty similar to yours. I got... Actually, actually never mind. No, it's not. Uh, so, I actually have the Packers winning the NFC North. I still think the Packers are a really solid football team. Gross. Yeah, they overachieved in 2019, but I think that they have a really solid roster. Um, so, yeah, I got the Packers winning the North, Eagles winning the East, Saints winning the South, and then I still have the 49ers winning the West for now. So then, let's see, for my three wildcard teams, I'll go Seattle, um, the Bucks. And the Lions, probably in that order. How many wins do you think Seattle are going to have as that five seed? Oh. Because so you put... still have the Niners winning then? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they're. I think their roster is still really good. Um, let's see. So I'll put the 49ers at 11. That, yeah, no. Eleven that's, and five. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'll put the 49ers at eleven and five. Seattle at ten and six. The See, Bucks I just flipped that. Literally, I just flipped that. Then I got the Bucks at ten and six, and then we'll put the Lions at nine and seven. Okay. Actually, I lied. We'll go nine, six, and one. Why not? Ties are fun. <laughs> yeah, I hate ties. I cannot handle another <laughs> tie, dude. Those just they're depressing. And um, I think that I don't. I don't think nine wins is going to be enough to make the playoffs in either division or either Ooh. conference to be quite honest with you i don't not this year i really don't i yeah that's where i'm at i think if you get nine wins you're not going to make it which is crazy because there's an extra playoff team but yeah okay and talking about that in general how do you like the playoff expansion um and what are your thoughts on it i'm just bummed that it wasn't added earlier to be honest <laughs> just because you know yeah. the lines always went nine and seven with jim caldwell well not always oh, but no Mm-hmm. But like they would have made the playoffs in 2017, right? It was like yeah. the seventh team. Um, We've been the seventh team so many times. It's insane. Yeah. And then I think that would have benefited the Lions earlier in the playoffs. Like when they made it in 2016. I'm not, I haven't actually looked it up, but I feel like they would have gone, had an easier matchup perhaps. Well, because, yeah, because now they're having the 
first seed, the only only the first seed is having a bye, right? Yeah, that's the part that I think is going to be kind of iffy. I mean, I get there's not really another way to do wait, it. Wait, no, no, wait, no, that doesn't. Is it? Is it only the first yeah, seed that has a bye? It's only the first seed in each conference. That's so weird. And so it's nuts. Like if the what Lions have their bye week five. So I mean, let's yeah. pretend everything goes like absolutely amazing. Defense is awesome. Offense is awesome. No injuries. And the Lions get that second seed in the NFC. Once again, yeah. I'm saying it's a long shot, but like, what? That would have been like 13, 14 weeks since you've had a week off. Mm-hmm. Good night. That's nuts. Yeah. And then, like, wow. you wouldn't have a week off until the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I don't Jeez. know. It'll be interesting to see how that affects teams, like, who are just injury plagued or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, then let's go ahead and move on to still talking with teams. Um, who do you think the most mediocre team is? So mediocre, seven and nine or eight and eight. Who do you think that team's going to be this season and why? Mediocre meaning like they underachieved. No, I still got biggest disappointment. I just mean mediocre as in they'll just be about average. Pretty much, I guess how they were last season. Maybe, maybe you can even choose a team that. Um, is like a bad team that goes to like a three or four win team that goes to seven or eight wins. So I think the best way to describe my mediocre team, like based on what you've said, I think would be the Cowboys. Um, I think they're like, I think we were talking about this last night, a team that has a ton of talent and they're, I think they have a lot of talent everywhere, but that they're, I have them going 8-8 eight and eight and being that first, that eighth team in the NFC, so they just barely missed the playoffs. Wow. And I think they fit that mediocre description just because of how talented they are. Interesting. Yeah, no, I still see them. I don't know. I see them going 9-7 and seven, barely missing the playoffs or even going 10-6 and, and barely missing the playoffs or 10-6 and, and making the playoffs. My wild card team for both are crowded, um, AFC and NFC. I could see it happening many different ways. But I don't know if I agree with 8-8, eight and eight, especially 7-9. and nine, But I know what you're saying. I think the coaching changes are going to help them, but I could be wrong. And, I, yeah, I know we were talking about that last night too. So interesting pick for your choice for the most mediocre team. Um, if I had to go a team that's 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9, and nine, honestly... I would have to say probably the Cardinals. I think they go solid eight and eight. That's okay. yeah, that's that's my choice. I'm gonna go with that because it's improvement and they're getting better. I don't think they're playoff ready though. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. I think I, I have them going seven to nine somewhere around there, just like barely yeah. below five hundred. And I think they'll be a really good team, like, like you're saying two two to three years. 100%. Yeah, I think they will be. I think they're young and they're inexperienced and they're going to learn. So I think, yeah, I think 8-8 eight and eight, it fits them perfectly. Like, they're still a team to take seriously because they can beat you. Yeah. But at the same time, they're still a young team, so they're going to take those losses that they shouldn't, and they're going to struggle and they're going to have their growing pains. So that's probably my best mediocre team, best choice for mediocre team, if I had to say. Gotcha. 
Um, all right, then let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. We're going to go ahead and jump over to a player award now. Um, who do you think the defensive player of the year is and one dark horse for that um, award as well? Let's see. So I think, let's see, defensive player of the year. Let's see. I'm going to go with Aaron Donald just as the my main like choice. Makes and then sense. For Dark Horse, I'm going to go with Chandler Jones. Um, I hope that's true. I hope that's true. <laughs> I love that guy. So I think Chandler Jones has a real chance just because he puts up crazy numbers. And I don't know why. I feel like Arizona gets pretty well recognized in the NFL, but Chandler Jones doesn't, which is really strange to me. I think they get recognized in the NFL, but I don't think they get recognized in the media, as weird as, weird as that sounds. But yes, dude, yeah. Chandler, Chandler Jones is the best pass rusher in the NFL. He is. Yeah. I, I believe that. Like, look at his stats, bro. Like, it's insane. It's yeah. nuts. So, um, all right. If I had to pick a uh, defensive player of the year, I'm probably – I want. <laughs> I want to say Gilmore again, but if if we're gonna go off of like someone new, um, let's go with interesting pick. When's the last time a safety has won the award? I have no idea. Exactly. I want to going with Jamal Adams. Yeah, I'm gonna go as with Jamal a, Adams. As a dark horse or just a? Nope. Defense player of the year. I think I I don't I. That's who I think can win, but I don't think he's gonna win just because he's a safety, which is dumb. It's dumb. I think safeties deserve more recognition in the NFL. That's just my opinion. Um, dark horse for the award, Okuda. I'm just kidding. Uh, dark horse for defense player of the year, probably. I'm going to go with, I saw this earlier, I forgot who it was, I think it was on NFL.com, but probably Demarcus Lawrence on the Cowboys. I could see him having an extremely good year because their defensive line is better than the last couple years. Gotcha. So, yeah. Interesting. All right, um, let's go ahead and hop back to a team award real quick. Who do you think is going to be the most improved team? So not, not in pertains of, like, division worst to first, but just straight up one of the worst records in the NFL to – not one of the best, but like you hop a lot of wins and you gain a whole bunch of wins compared to last year. So who who would you think that team was going to be this year? You know, I got to be honest. I think it's the Lions, and it's not even close. Um, and that's probably a homer pick, but I just they have everything where like twenty twenty is going to be a bounce back year. With uh, you know, in twenty nineteen, Stafford got hurt, lost every game after that. And then had a really good draft cho- had a really good draft pick, obviously, and a really good draft overall, um, I think. And then having a really solid free agent class, I think, really builds the Lions into a comeback type of year. Um, but I'll choose a team outside the Lions as well. Um, I'll go with the Buccaneers, uh, obviously. Uh, sign getting Tom Brady in free agency and then convincing Gronk to come out of retirement and then 
you know, already added to that stacked offense, I think it's really just built them for a at least a couple years to win now. Yeah, I could see that. And I mean, I'm just pulling up their record right now. Like they already went seven and nine last year, so how many wins do you think they'll get? I think they'll get ten, but they'll be hmm. really dominant offensively throughout the whole year. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. If I had to choose mine, I it's hard. I can't I agree with you. I don't think any other team is gonna jump that far in wins other than the Lions. Like that many? Like think about it. We had three wins last season. Yeah. I think we're gonna jump to ten, which is seven. Like that's a lot. Um I guess the only other one if if Daniel Jones can drop his turnovers like he doesn't fumble as much and doesn't throw as many picks which I believe in the kid I don't I think his ceiling probably is Eli Manning-esque to be honest with you yeah but I think that they can go from they had four wins I think they can go from four to eight that's four wins there's not really yeah I mean other than that I don't really see another team that's going to jump by any means so yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go with that because moving up the most, I think. So yeah, those will be my most improved team this season, and people will be talking about them going to the playoffs after this year, which will be very interesting, interesting. to see. Yeah, I mean, and Saquon's going to be healthy, so that'll be huge for them. Yeah. But uh, let's go ahead and move to who you think the comeback player of the year is going to be, and who you think a dark horse for that is going to be. So I think if. Alex Smith takes any snaps at quarterback this season, he's comeback player of the year. Like, no matter what Stafford does, no matter what Ben Roethlisberger does, if Alex Smith takes, if he starts a game, if he throws a touchdown, if he does anything this year, I think he's unanimous comeback player of the year. Um, Did you ever watch that documentary called Project 11 that they did on him on ESPN? No, I really need to go watch that though. I that you just reminded me cuz I tried watching it and couldn't pull it up. It's is it good? It's it's gnarly. It's like So I go to the University of Utah and obviously that's where Alex Smith went. So I remember him playing in college. Um and so he's always been kind of a player that I've kept an eye on. And then that whole Project 11 documentary really helped me empathize with him like like there's some gnarly pictures, gnarly stories in there, man. You got to go watch it. It's worth it. Yeah, I definitely will. And no, I, I've I've seen the pictures. It, it, ugh, those are yeah. gruesome, dude. But yeah, I guess I don't think they'll give him a full the comeback player of the year award just for playing a snap. But at the same time, I think it'd be cool if they did because I, I think the comeback player of the year is based off of production. So it's not like he's going to have a crazy amount of production. But I still think... If it's based off of honorary things, then hell yeah, we should give it to him because the stuff that he's gone through to get back in the league and even play, let alone walk, is nuts. Yeah. So. Well, okay, I guess I have a hot take where I think he is the Washington football team starting quarterback by week seven. Wow, that's. Yeah. N- I re- I'm a, I believe in Dwayne Askins, so I don't think that's true. Nothing, it, and I'm, it's nothing against. Alex Smith either. I just don't think he's ready yet for stuff like that. He's just getting back to throwing a football. Not, I think 
I think next year he could start for a team. I don't think it'll be the Redskins, though. Oh, my gosh. The Washington football, Washington team. football team. Jeez. So, but, yeah, going back to your question, my dark horse candidate, I don't think it's even a dark horse. I think I think Stafford wins it this year. Um, because, obviously, he missed the eight games, and he was on absolute fire last season. And people are starting to sort of realize it now. Uh, but Finally. I think, yeah. But I think, like, around week... 10 like middle of the season when like playoff race really starts to heat up and people really start to realize like how are we not realizing like Matthew Stafford and what he's done what he did in in 2019 and then realize what he's doing in 2018 or in 2020 yeah no and honestly off of what you were just saying there I think the comeback player of the year is Matthew Stafford I think that's 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 my number one. Like, I think he'll win it to be honest. And then, if I had to go dark horse, I guess probably Gronk, which I don't like that. I don't know how he would be able to win an award. He just retired. Like, okay, I mean, he didn't just retire, but he retired. But yeah. it's not like he's coming back from injury. But he's eligible to win it, which is weird. But I think he'll have pretty damn good production, to be quite honest with you. So. That's who I think my dark horse is going to be for that one. Gotcha. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the offensive player of the year. Who do you think that's going to be? This one's always harder for being the defensive player of the year. Um, always going to be a quarterback or a running back. It's going to be one of the two. Sometimes a wide receiver, but it's not a lot. Or no, flip that. Sorry. Or some or sometimes a running back, but it's usually a quarterback or wide receiver. Yeah. We'll go with Lamar. I'll pick Lamar. Um, you think he's going to win Offensive Player of the Year? Yeah. I think the Ravens, I agree with that. I think the Ravens have a really good roster. Um, I still think it's one of the coolest things in football, like looking back like in 2017. like The Ravens were awful. There were talks about their coach getting fired. And then they draft Lamar Jackson and changed the whole team to fit around him. And now look at the su- success they're having. Um, yep, exactly. So I think Lamar Jackson is still on the center point of that team, and that team is literally built for him. So Lamar Jackson's my choice. And then Dark Horse, we'll go with. Actually, we'll go with Matthew Stafford for Dark Horse. I think if the Lions have a really successful season. And Stafford stays healthy, and wins comeback player of the year, getting him national attention. Then I think he has a really good chance to win uh, offensive player of the year as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that could be. I I I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you for both of those. I'll agree with you. I think Lamar will win offensive player of the year, and then I think that um, Stafford's a dark horse for that one. I could also see. It being Julio or something like that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, we're just going to jump straight into it because this kind of rolls into my next one because Lamar did win this this year. But who do you think the MVP is going to be and who do you think a Dark Horse is for that? Because for MVP, I'm going Patrick Mahomes this year. And then Dark Horse, I'm going with... 
Oh, that's tough. Dark Horse, I still think it's going to be a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, let me think on that. Who do you think the MVP is going to be for you? So I'm going to agree with you that I think Mahomes is going to be the MVP. Um, I think a ton of other quarterbacks are going to have really good seasons. Um, but I think Mahomes is going to win it. And then my dark horse, I'm going to go with Tom Brady. And that's crazy that I'm what? saying he's a dark horse. But I think that if the Bucks have like have a really dominant season like win the division, then I think that that directly fits under the definition of most valuable player, um, being that he can flip that franchise, not flip their franchise around, but have a really solid impact on that franchise and bring them bring them with him to the playoffs. Very interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, if I had to go MVP dark, MVP, dark Horse, defensive players never win it. It's got to be quarterback. I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to give you Drew Brees. Drew Brees deserves, yeah. He's never won yes. it either. I know. So, yes, I think he's due. So I'm going to give you him because I think he's still going to do good this season. I don't think he's washed at all. I heard some people being like, oh, he's just old. I'm like, no, no he's not. He, he's he's still amazing. People just don't get how good he is. So that's it on there. And then who do you think the biggest disappointment team is going to be this year? So last year, of course, with so essentially the one team getting all hyped, that is not going to be as good as they are, or as good as they're projected to be. So, of course, last year that was the Browns. So who do you think the team is going to be this year? I think it's a toss-up between... The Vikings, the Cowboys, and the Browns. I, I'm still not... I the think Browns Baker again? Mayfield's... Sorry, what was that? The Browns again? Yeah, I mean, I just think that they're getting a lot of hype. Like, I mean, I think Baker Mayfield is a solid quarterback. I don't think he's elite or borderline elite yet um and then cowboys i think like i said before i just think they have a lot of talent and they're not going to do anything with it and then i'm not sure i, th I think people are hyping up the vikings a lot too to be honest i think the vikings are going to have a really rough start to the year defensively um and i don't have them making the playoffs so Wow. And to your point on Baker, um, this is a side note, I don't think he's I think he's an average quarterback at best right now, to be quite honest with you. I don't even think he's above average or elite or anything like that. I think average is being nice. He needs to learn a lot. Um, biggest disappointment team this season, I think it's going to be... You got to choose the I'm Packers, like, right? Oh, well, yeah. Do people still have... I guess people do still have them freaking win the division. Hell, yeah. That's easy. I don't think they're going to win more than eight or nine games. Ooh. Yeah, I don't see them winning more than eight or nine games this season at all. So that's definitely my pick for that. Not even close. It's not even close at all. So, yeah, that's by far the biggest disappointment team that's going to shock everybody else, but it's not going to shock me. So, 
Uh, okay, let's go ahead. We only got a few awards left. Who do you see as the coach of the year? I got an easy answer for this one. Let's see what you got. I think it comes down to either Bruce Arians or Matt Patricia. Um, and I'm, to be honest, I think I'm putting Matt Patricia first. Ugh. Just be. Wow. I mean, if you put if you look at the Lions, all right, like nine and seven team in 2017 borderline playoff team like we all looked at it as holy cow we're almost there to like being a decent team and then you bring in patricia the team gets like demolished goes six and ten and then 2019 build up hype again and then stafford goes down pass rush is awful and win three games three and a half i guess but if the lions have make the postseason i Kind of got to give it to them. Okay. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. I can, I can. But no, mine's very clear-cut, easy, simple. It's going to be Sean McDermott, head coach of the Bills. Because they're going to go, I don't think they're going to win less than 12 games. I don't. Oh, 12? Yes. I'm dead serious. They're a solid team. So, yeah. I think he's winning coach of the year, and it's not going to be close. Okay, oh. I, can, I, I can see that. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I'm at with that one. That's I, I really like the Bills, though. I really, I'm really I'm a Josh Allen defender compared to a lot of people who are bashing yeah. on him, but I, I like the kid. Um, okay, let's get to this one. Who do you think the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year are going to be? I, I have some uh, very good answers for this one, so what do you got? Let's see. So I'll start off with the offensive rookie of the year. Um, I really think it's going to be DeAndre Swift. I think. Jeez, I sound like the biggest Lions homer right now. Choosing Stafford for comeback player of the year, dark horse MVP. No, not at all. I mean, okay, um, a little bit, but hey, this is a Lions podcast. <laughs> this is the point. <laughs> no, I really think DeAndre Swift win- wins it. Um,. He's just because of everything we've read in practice. I'm I'm all on the DeAndre Swift hype train. Oh yeah, me too, definitely. And that's who I think going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Honestly, I don't think there's really anyone else. That's okay. The only person that can compete is probably going to be like Joe Burrow or Tua, depending on how early he plays. Yeah, that's probably the two I could see. But who do you think defensive rookie of the year is? That's a good question. Who do you have winning Defensive Rookie of the Year? I'll let you go first. Okay, who do you think I have winning Defensive Rookie of the Year? Okay. I think Jeff Okuda is, Okuda is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Okay, well, okay. I think Chase Young will win it, but I think Okuda might be second in votes. All right. I think Chase Young is going to go nuts, but I think Okuda can win it. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be extremely close. I, I will not be surprised, and I still think I believe that Okuda can because I think Okuda is going to be starting week one. So. Who won Defensive Rookie of the Year last year? Nick Bosa. All right, yeah, duh. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll go with Chase Young. Um, just because of every all the reports coming out of the Washington football team camp, sounds like he's dominating, and he was everything that the Lions need. So, 
kind of sucks, but whatever. What what could have been? No, honestly, yeah. I take that back. I flip it because this will lead into my next question. I have Okuda winning Defensive Player of the Year okay. because Rookie of the Year. I think Chase Young will win Rookie of the Year. So who do you think is going to win Rookie of the Year? Is that even an award? Yeah, it is. I didn't think it was. I just double-checked. Yeah, Rookie of the Year. Okay, yeah, last year, Rookie of the Year. Nick Bosa won Rookie of the Year, and he also won Defensive Rookie of the Year. <laughs> he won both. So I, I could see that for Chase Young, too, but I, I'm going to give Chase Young just Rookie of the Year. All right. I'll give him Defensive Rookie of the Year as, or rookie of the year as well. I think he'll have an impact similar to Nick Bosa. And yeah, that's true. Th- that defensive line in Washington is already stacked. And I think he just adds that part to push him over the edge and make him have a really scary pass rush. Very. Dude, they have a good they have a good front seven, in my opinion, the Redskins do. Dang it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The Washington football team. <laughs> I That's going to take me a long time. A long time. But, um, yeah, that is pretty much all the awards, at least on my end. I don't think you got any other ones. I mean, Walter Payton, Man of the Year, but... That's just based off of, there's plenty of good candidates for that every year, and it's based off of charity and foundations, of course, and donating yeah. money and stuff like that. So, um, All right, then, we are going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. If you are all good, we are going to talk about our tweets of the day real quick. So, oh, geez, yeah. I saw one yesterday. Did you? All right, let's see what you got. Oh, I got to find it. Here, you go first. I got to pull it up. Okay. Um, let's see here. Tweet of the day. If I had to pick something funny. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just getting excited for this season. I'm getting less laughing vibes and more of, like, just excitement. I guess, yeah, it doesn't always have to be something funny. Tweet of the day. Um, Tavai was talking about... Yeah, it was yesterday, I think. A day or two ago. But Tavai was talking about that he watches, um... Jamie Collins and Reg- Reggie Ragland a lot and figure out that they don't use any wasted movements when they're moving as linebacker as in if they step um, somewhere and then if they don't have to take an extra step they're not going to take an extra step so they're saving a lot of time they're saving a lot of energy they're moving faster they're thinking better and that's amazing I think to guys like Tavai and Jared Davis are going to be hugely helped and I guess they're going to learn a lot because of guys like Ragland and Collins I think that's going to be huge for our team so that's my tweet of the day. I got super excited for that. I got extremely excited for that, and I love Jamie Collins. I just have to say that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it at least every other podcast because he's <laughs> gonna kill it this year. So that's um, what my tweet of the day is. But if you got a funny one, let's go ahead and see what you got. Even if you couldn't find it, I know I bet you you could remember some sort of it. So let's see what you got. I actually couldn't find it, and I don't remember what it was. But I remember scrolling yesterday, and being like, "Oh, I should choose that." So I'm actually going to go with something else. I'm going to go with more of a moment. Um, I think it was really powerful. When was that Tuesday? Uh, when the Lions canceled practice and came out. Um, yeah. And I think more important than the specific incident they were boycotting is the unifying theme where all the players are together. And I think Matt Patricia really has gained all the trust and support of his players through allowing them to uh, voice their opinions. And that was an overall huge thing. Like, I was planning on talking about that right before we, walked, before we wrapped up, too. It's just, 
it was huge, and I think it's going to be big not only for making a statement, but for also just the team in general. That really does bring a team together. And like you were just saying, Matt Patricia is the head of that locker room. He gained a lot of respect from this, not not including the respect he already had, but these players are united together, and nothing's going to stop them, especially like, like this does pertain to football and the season, which is not as important as what's going on in society, but they're going to knock some heads. That's all I want to say. That's yeah. why I'm changing my prediction on how many wins we're going to have. I think the minimum we'll have is double-digit wins. I think 10-6, and six, but I, I'm leaning more towards 11-5. and five. We're going to have a very, very, very good season. So, yeah. I'm all bored with that. Heck, yeah. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap up Episode 6 of the Blue Blood Podcast. This is your host, Jonathan, and I hope you guys enjoyed the 2020 NFL predictions that we broke down. Thank you guys very much. Peace out. Yeah, this is Colton. We'll see you guys later, and let us know who your predictions are. Hell yeah. Peace out, guys. Hope you guys have a good day, night, morning, evening, whatever you're listening to, whenever you're doing it. Go Lions. Go Lions. Have a good day. Yeah.